to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Be kind to strangers, because it's a loving thing to do. Also, you never know. They could be angels. Scott Karen. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. And before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Go to the events tab to find exciting events we have coming up and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. We are thrilled to have received a certificate of recognition from the California legislature honoring Be The Star You Are volunteers for 20 years of dedicated service to the community through literacy and positive media messages, and we are determined to continue our empowering efforts. For our first segment of today's show, I will be sharing my chapter, The Gift of Kindness, which is featured in Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. I want to start off by saying that I loved the opening quote that Siri shared, be kind to strangers because it's the loving thing to do. Also, you never know, they could be angels by Scott Curran. This is a very special quote because the theme of today's show is Angels Amongst Us, and I actually started a nonprofit called the Angels Community Outreach, so it all feels very synchronistic. And with that, I will jump right into my chapter, The Gift of Kindness. My mom and I had one last delivery for the night. We pulled up to the address provided by a social worker and found a dilapidated motel, Despite one of the windows being boarded up with a rickety piece of wood, the vacancy sign was illuminated. We stepped over a broken beer bottle and the smell of cigarette smoke lingered in the air. After a few minutes of searching, we found room 203 and knocked on the door. No answer. We anxiously waited outside, but I was ready for the delivery to be over and I was definitely ready to go home for the night. We knocked again and the door swung open. I didn't see anybody. Hi. I looked down, and that's when my mom and I met six-year-old Matthew. His toothless grin was contagious, and my aggravation quickly washed away. His mom rushed to the door and greeted us. She invited us in, and we hauled in a heater and several bags of food. Matthew's mom thanked us over and over again. 
I gave her a hug and we started to walk back to our car. That's when Matthew ran outside and asked if we wanted to play go fish with him. His mom was in the doorway, giggling at his request. Matthew, sweetie, they want to go home. I'm sure they've had a long day. And she was right. We had been at the Angels Community Outreach, the nonprofit organization I founded, since the early hours of morning. We made countless deliveries that day of clothing, food, toiletries, and other necessities, stopping at homeless shelters, motels, and visiting clients who needed our help. We had been fighting traffic on the long drives, listening to heartbreaking stories, and trying to provide comfort. I was absolutely exhausted. Before I could answer, he showed us that big, toothless smile again. A few minutes earlier, I was dreaming about going home, but now the only thing I wanted to do was play Go Fish with Matthew. Of course, my mom answered. We practically said it in unison. We walked back into the motel room, and this time I noticed the cold temperature. I zippered up my jacket. Oh, I'm so sorry about the chilliness. The motel's heater broke a few days ago, but it's okay because we have some extra blankets. It only gets bad at night, she said quietly, trailing off towards the end. My mom helped her set up the new space heater, and Matthew dashed to the other side of the room, grabbing his deck of cards. He laid the fraying cards out on the bed, and my mom came over to join us. You have to sit like a pretzel, okay? Like this, he instructed us as he crisscrossed his legs and handed me a set of cards. I mimicked Matthew's pose, folding my legs and putting my game face on. We stayed and played a round of Go Fish, then another and another. Sometime between round two and three, I excused myself and went outside. Matthew's sweet little heart warmed me more than the space heater we brought into his motel room. I took out my, my phone, made a quick call, and headed back inside. We continued playing Go Fish, and I learned more about Matthew. He loves baseball, hates broccoli, and when he grows up, he wants to be a firefighter. After about 20 minutes, we heard a knock at the door. I glanced at Matthew, still happily playing Go Fish, and told him to answer the door. This time, it was me with the huge grin on my face. Matthew swung the door open, and I could immediately smell the pizza. A delivery man stood in front of Matthew, holding a pizza box. Hi, Mr. Sir. I think you have the wrong house, the six-year-old told him. No, Matthew, it's for us, I said again with a goofy smile on my face. Matthew started jumping up and down. He was giddy and filled with joy over something that seemed so simple to me. There we were, playing go fish and eating pizza in a motel room. It was an unexpected Tuesday night that I'll remember forever. Thank you so, so much for listening to my chapter. Um, I hope that everyone listening enjoyed it. And in closing, I also wanted to share an exercise to accompany my chapter. The exercise is called A Mere 15 Minutes. I believe time is the most valuable currency we have as human beings. It's something only you can give. Playing a quick card game with Matthew made a positive difference in his evening. Tomorrow, spend a mere 15 minutes with someone and demonstrate the gift of kindness. Put away your phone, turn off the TV, and truly be present. Whether it's an elderly grandparent or a next-door neighbor, give them your time and enjoy the newfound company. Sometimes people just need a card game, 
a hug, a conversation, a random act of kindness. Human connection and acknowledgement is important, and it can be found in the simplest actions. Caitlin, that was a really meaningful chapter that you experienced, and I was wondering if you can tell us a little more about your organization and nonprofit, the Angels Community Outreach. Yes, of course. I'm always so happy to talk about it and share. Um, so I started the Angels Community Outreach back in 2009, which is so crazy now that it's been like 10, uh, 11 years. It's just uh, really astonishing. But I actually started the organization because my family and I had experienced our own hardships. Um, I grew up with my mom and my two sisters, and my mom was a single mom uh, raising us on her own. And so I'm definitely familiar with being in need and perhaps getting assistance from organizations as I was growing up. Um, so when we were finally back on our feet, I remember I wanted to start something to really help people in my community. And I started the Angels Community Outreach, which originally began just as a clothing closet. So we would accept clothing donations and then families in need could come in and actually go shopping. Uh, we set it up like a little boutique and um, it just ended up growing and growing into food. And like I said, in the segment, um, a space heater, sometimes we wound up giving heaters to people in need. Um, prom dresses and Christmas toys. Um, it's it's really grown quite a lot, but it started off with just uh, clothing originally. Wow, that's that's really amazing. Um, so where where where's your organization located? Is it local or? Um, so I actually started it in New Jersey. That's kind of where our uh, little headquarters is, I would say, because that's where I grew up. But I live out in California now, and I'm a student at UCLA. So I do a lot of outreach down in Los Angeles, out here in California. I do um, a lot of outreach. And so the Angels Community Outreach has definitely grown quite a bit. And I would say we're California and New Jersey based now. But um, our bigger building, and I'd say uh, primarily our efforts are um, East Coast. Wow. Okay. So, Caitlin, first off, this is a very thoughtful thing that you're doing, and it makes my day when someone helps others. And oh, I feel that's the purpose of life. Um, it's it's to do only one thing, and it's to help others, whether it's by you know doing an organization such as yours, or by being a doctor or a lawyer. Your main intention in life is to help, and I just love that. Oh, and thanks. <laughs> of course. And since the theme of this show is Angels Amongst Us, I was wondering, what does it mean to you specifically? Yeah, I, I was so excited about today's theme, Angels Amongst Us. Uh, to me, I think it kind of goes along with what you were just saying, Siri, about having the mission to help others. So whether you're running a charity like this, or if you're a doctor, or perhaps a teacher, or in some type of service-oriented job... Yes, and I think that we can all be angels. Um, to me, angel just signifies that you are here to help people and you're here to better mankind, and uh, that's kind of what it means to me. Um, what does angels amongst us mean to you, Siri? Well, I agree with you that anyone can be angels. Um, in my segment, which will be the end of the show, I will talk a little bit about you know archangels and guardian angels. 
But I feel we also can be angels if we help others. And I want to keep the story for my segment, but I've met this lady and I feel like she's an angel and I don't want to give too much away. Oh, I'm excited to hear though. Everyone will have to just stay tuned to the end. That's so exciting. Oh, yes, yes. And um, she gave me a crystal. And after doing some research, that crystal is actually a way of connecting with angels. So then uh, this show came up. I was actually very connected with it. And I thought it was a fantastic way um, to do this. And, oh, amazing. Um, I have a question for you. Um, how do you think that we can help others, um, whether it's a small act of gratitude? Um, what are some ways that people can help others and become angels, essentially? Oh, that's such a great question, because I know when I tell people my story or when I share um, experiences from starting my nonprofit, I think that it can be a bit intimidating and a little overwhelming. A lot of people are like, well, I can't start a nonprofit like that's that's too much. Um, And I totally understand that you don't need to start a charity in order to help people. Um, You know, it really is in the small acts. And I think I just want to go back into my exercise that I shared about a mere 15 minutes. And to me, a way to help people and a way to be an angel is to give your time. Um, You really don't need a lot of resources. You don't need any money um, in order to help people. You can really just donate and volunteer your time. Um, So I think that getting involved with the local organization is a great way to start. Think about what you're passionate about. If you're passionate about the environment, you can go join a beach cleanup um, or go pick up litter in the local park. If you are really passionate about reading and literacy, um, you can go volunteer with uh, your local library or even just supporting um, Be The Star You Are. We're a literacy organization. Um, You know, there's so many different ways to kind of tailor what you're passionate about and then uh, transferring that into helping people. So um, I I would just say start small and um, think about how you can give your time to somebody. Exactly. I feel even small gestures of kindness, they really do make people's day days. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few months ago for my 15th birthday, or that was a few years ago, but a few months ago I had a fundraiser and I was trying to raise money for a local terminally ill hospital where there are children in need. And um, I visited their facility and I feel like visiting the facility not only changed my life, but it changed their life and it's just like a mutual benefit and helping others. It really does indeed um, make you happy and make others happy. And um, I wanted to know about the clothing project more in detail. Do you mind talking about that from your organization's standpoint? Oh, sure. Um, Yeah. So when I first started the Angels Community Outreach, um, I knew I wanted to do something with clothing. Uh, There's so much textile waste um, in the world and particularly in the United States. And I remember when I went through my own times of need, um, sometimes not having clothes that fit me or having clothes that were just kind of patched up. It didn't really make me feel very good about myself. So from there, I just started to spread the word. I began to collect clothing and I acquired a space and I started to set up a little area that kind of looked like a boutique and it was really, really fantastic. Um, And again, like I said, the organization's been open for about 11 years now. So it's really incredible to see 
how much the organization has grown over that time. Um, and also, if you want to learn more about the Angels Community Outreach, uh, we are on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're online. Um, if you just look us up, the Angels Community Outreach, um, you'll be able to find us um, in our website. Um, it appears that we are out of time, but I hope that this chapter was inspiring to those who are listening. As a reminder, Be the Star You Are for Teens, as well as the newest establishment in the series, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, is available now and can be found at starstylestore.net. If you're looking for a new book to read, consider picking us a picking up a copy. And also the website for my charity is theangelscommunityoutreach.com. And remember that every bit of your purchase benefits the Be The Star You Are 501c3 charity and this Express Yourself program as a donation. So please make sure you get your copy today. Check out youtube.com slash be the star you are for our fun and informative Be The Star You Are videos on living, laughing, and learning. Keep on listening as we continue our conversation on angels. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Siri Panindra. In this next segment, we're joined by Corinne Grillo, the author of The Angel Experiment and the founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy. A trained psychotherapist, angel channel, healer, and teacher, Corinne has helped thousands of people all over the world go from angel curious to angel powered. With that, let's welcome Corinne on to the show. Hi, Corinne. Hi. Thanks so much for having me here. Yes, we're so excited. <laughs> yes, we really, really are. Um, I first just wanted to know, how did you begin working with the angels? How did that come about? Was it like ever since you were a little girl um, or was it maybe later in life? Just how, how did that come about? Oh, it was most definitely later in life. Uh, although uh, it, when I look back to my teen years, I can probably see that they were they were still angels helping me, but it sure didn't feel like it when I was there. Um, I had a pretty rough childhood and a rough teens and and even rougher twenties, and so um, I really was not one of those angel channels or mediums or psychics that uh, saw dead people or saw angels growing up. It really was a 
a very big event that happened to me in my mid thirties, if you can believe that or not, that clued me into the fact that angels are real and they're ready to help us all. Wow. Um, a burning question that I had, um, for a few weeks now, um, what are some signs that angels can use to communicate with us? And how have you, you know, seen those signs? Well, I feel like a lot of people want to focus just on the outside signs, which is really wonderful. A lot of times they'll give us synchronicities or bring people into our lives that give us exactly what we need right when we need it. Or maybe we'll see signs or social media posts in our news news feed that, that, uh, or quotes that really fit the wisdom that we need right in that moment. But I think for your audience, what I really want to stress is that what's most important for all of us at your age is learning how to listen to your inner voice, which was something that I did not do when I was younger. No one ever taught me about that. Nobody ever taught me about the power of my intuition and that I had direct access to my spirit team or to God or to the creator or whatever you want to, or to nature. And so I feel, you know, my angels guiding me to stress uh, for your audience that what's most important right now is that you take your intuition seriously and you use your heart and your inner voice as, as a guide, as a guidepost for your whole life on, on everything, whether it's academics or, you know, learning how to, um, uh, identify good people from bad people and, and really using your inner, your inner system for, for guidance. So that's what they're telling to telling me now is that they speak to us through our inner voice, through your intuition. And when you get beautiful thoughts, inspiring thoughts to start trusting those, because a lot of us are dialed into the negative voices inside of us, especially in our early years, there's a lot of negative voices inside of our minds that we often don't share uh, with other people because we don't want people to you know, think we're crazy or, or to know, uh, we don't want to be a burden on other people, but the angels are telling me that, um, the more that all of us start connecting and bringing them into our lives and, and inviting them into our lives in powerful ways, they want everyone to start trusting the positive voice, the inspiring voice that in the beginning might seem, might sound like your own, but in fact, it's actually angel guidance and, and guidance from your divine team to, to bring you warmth and comfort and, and power. Wow. Thank you so, so much for sharing that. And I feel like I can absolutely relate to that. And as someone who is, you know, a young person, it's very, very easy to have those very negative, um, thoughts inside. But, um, I feel like when I'm most in tune with myself is when my inner voice is positive. And so hearing that and hearing about angel guidance is, is really cool. I have chills. So thank oh, you yeah. um, for sharing that. I, I'm going to have to say, I, this is the first time I've ever said that. Um, I've done a lot of these interviews and, and usually that's not where I start from, but it's a really important message for whoever your listeners to, to know that the most important voice is the, the voice of your inner guidance and your inner heart and your angels are working over time to try and get those messages to you. Mm, exactly. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I wanted to also talk about your book, of course, The Angel Experiment. So if you could just tell us a little bit on what it's about and also what inspired you to write it. Okay. So um, as I already mentioned, uh, really the first 35 years of my life were fairly horrifying and, and, and challenging. And uh and it wasn't until my mid thirties that I encountered the angels. They, uh, they, I witnessed a miracle 
Um, and it was so mind boggling and mind blowing. And this was, I was already a, a licensed psychotherapist, a marriage and family therapist. Uh, but the miracle was so big that I, I had to stop everything and, and rethink how I was living and, and, uh, what, and really start investigating what that was about. So the more that I started listening to, it was like all of a sudden a new voice inside of me emerged, that intuitive voice that they've been stressing for everyone here. Once that new voice emerged, I started hearing the voice of possibility and, um, and love, like there was loving thoughts in my, in my mind. And, uh, and I started getting guidance to start pursuing a different path. And as I did, I, I was guided to start, um, in, in time over time, sharing this angel magic with other people. And, and as I started building confidence in my intuitive voice and the intuition that I was receiving, and I started doing what I was, uh, in a sense being guided to do, people started having radical healing, radical miracles. And my own life started undergoing very quickly radical change. And so this book is really a culmination of me learning how to trust my intuitive voice and stopping everything when the angels tell me, Hey, sit down, we're going to do something. And so in, for this book, they said, Hey, sit down, we're going to create an angel holiday for, for, for humans. And we need you to just sit down and write this down every day. And so what ended up happening was I would sit down and I would ask which angels or archangels would like to come today. And they gave me an invocation or a prayer. And they also gave me uh, energy healing and healing steps uh, for people to go through. And each day only takes about 10 to 15 minutes. And they're essentially like guided meditations with extra ultra uber power. And so every day I sat, a new angel or archangel would come in and uh, I would just listen and write it down. And so I released this 21 day experience to an international audience first. First, it was just a, a course or a class or a 21-day angel ritual that I did. And and then I, I couldn't even believe the amazing things that were happening uh, for people. All kinds of amazing things happened. People's, people's depression was relieved. Maybe they dropped their addictions or their relationships got better. Maybe some of their chronic conditions uh, got greatly alleviated or cured. And so, um, over time, after a few years of doing this program, they finally asked me to make a book out of it. So that's what I did. I made a book out of it and it is a 21 day angel experiment, exactly what it's called. And, uh, it's not required that people believe in angels. All that's required is that they believe in the possibility that we're not alone. And I think that's one of the number one things that I've learned over the years, and it took me decades to figure it out that we are not alone and we have never been alone. And right here, right now, with each of you who's listening, there is a team of, of beautiful beings waiting to support you, waiting to help heal any pain that you're in, and really waiting to help you rock your life in what is beyond imaginable ways. Oh, that's so amazing. Um, it really touched me when you've said that there are a team of angels around us. Um, and I feel um, our inner voice is actually very important and it guides us, whether it's, you know, making a huge decision in life or whether it's, you know, putting the right answer on your test. I feel 
your inner voice can help you with everything. It's like the best kind um, of cheating. It's the best kind of cheating because it's not trackable. You can't track that someone's actually cheating by asking their invisible support you. <laughs> yep, exactly. And you were talking about meditation and, you know, sometimes my mind gets cluttered because of all of the stress or anxiety that I experience and um, guided meditations, they do help me kind of relax and let go of the world around me and just, you know, think um, for myself and just relax. Um, so I feel that's indeed very important. And I was wondering, um, do you know if there are specific crystals that can help us connect with angels or um, basically, because I have a huge crystal collection and yeah. I learned that some rocks, you know, they can help us talk to angels. Um, do you know anything about crystals and angels? Um, well, I know that they speak to you and yes, I know a little bit about crystals, but I also know when it comes to crystals and when it comes to angels, it's really your own inner experience that's going to guide the truth. And so I feel like for you, when you look at your crystal collection, let's say people have crystal collections or they go to a crystal store and they say, Hey angels, which crystal is most aligned with me right now? Which crystal is most uh, going to support whatever it is that I'm going through right now. And you gently walk through the crystal store or you gently look at your crystal collection, you'll see that, or you'll feel, or you'll kind of get a sense that there's a crystal or two that are kind of calling to you. And those are the things to start using. And I found over and over again, when I go to crystal stores, I don't, I'm not a crystal, you know, encyclopedia at all, but I do this process where I say, Hey, angels, help me find the crystal that I need most. And this happened to me when I was, uh, I went to a crystal store and I said, Hey, show me, show me the crystal I need. And what I got was the crystal Celestine. And I found that it was a gateway between heaven and earth and is associated with angels. And so, uh, and that's when I looked it up afterwards, right? And so I, again, I'm going to stress with your audience that what's most important is not what I say, but what your guidance guides you to. So that if you look at your crystal collection, which, which crystals call to you at that time, ask your angels, and then you'll feel, a, um, you'll feel something about them and then just trust it. And often when you look and research it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need right now. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I've been trying to also learn more about crystals and I have a lot of amethyst and rose quartz and clear quartz, but um, yeah, perhaps I'll have to get some uh, Celestine as well. I love learning about different ones and kind of what they can bring into your life. You have like a, a larger white one somewhere? Yes. Yeah, I think I do. Okay. Because I see it's for, for, for you right now, it's like a larger white one that's calling to me for you. And mm. so you might just want to just kind of check it out, get a feel for it. And, and, uh, yeah, I have, I have a clear quartz. I don't know if you would say that that's white or, um, if yeah, I should be on the search for something else. No, no, no. It's a clear one. I, mm. I I'm not a, um, <laughs> like I said, I'm not a crystal, um, um, encyclopedia, but it's not a white one. It's, it's, it's not milky. It's, it's a clear quartz. Ah, okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll have to pull that out. I know it was the full moon just a few nights ago. So, um, yeah, I think I have a bunch of crystals like sitting outside, so I'll have to pull the clear one, um, inside. Well, yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. 
Um, I wanted to ask a question in regards to uh, the 21 days to change any habit. Um, people say that it does take about 21 days to do so. So I wanted to know, is that why you chose or the angels chose the 21 days? Well, yeah, I feel like it was kind of um, often when I work with angels, it's a collaboration. And so they say, hey, let's create an angel holiday and we want to give separate gifts to people. And then it's my maybe experience as a psychotherapist that puts a container around it and kind of says, hey, 21 days, that's what it takes. So I was thinking, you know, maybe 21 days, 28 days. But actually what they said was, you know, what I didn't know, because 21 days, it felt right for, you know, they, they agreed they had 21 gifts at least to give. Um, but what always ended up happening is that they would always add in a bonus day of 22 days. So they would always make it um, 22 days, no matter what year we did it. And even with this book, they, they added in an extra day, but it's still the 21 days. That's the primary Okay. Okay. Do you mind giving an example of one of the days and one of the practices that you would do? Yeah, sure. I don't have the book on me, but I know day one starts with, um, miracles and, um, and I forget which archangel it's usually going to be like Archangel Michael who opens up the ceremonies or rituals with me, but, um, but yeah, so it starts off, oh, I actually have the book here so I can, I can open it up for you. So it opens up to miracles. And I thought that that was such a beautiful thing to start with. And when they started with miracles, I was like, okay, we are in for a real treat people. Um, <laughs> you know, you lead with miracles and you still have 20 days left. Things are going to get good. Right. And so, yeah, I'm right. So it's miracles with Archangel Michael and Archangel Metatron. And we start with an invocation, and the invocation is a little bit different than a prayer. I think most people have heard of a prayer, but invocations um, really actualize our divine energy inside of us, uh, our highest potential, our inner genius. And so when you do an invocation, you're inviting this energy to kind of come to life inside of your heart. And I have to say that I'm really disappointed with the way most academic and academia is going because we don't teach our children about energy. We don't teach our children about the, their energy body and how to make it come to life and how to clear it out and how to decross from old pain, whether it's relationship pain or maybe we had challenging parents or whatever. And so what this book does is that, you know, by doing an invocation, you're actualizing and inviting in your energy body to come back to life if you've had a lot of trauma and and you're inviting these energies like Archangel Michael, these beautiful big uh, angels and beings of light to come to support you and awakening your body. So you, we do a little, a little prayer slash invocation, and then we get guided into a meditation. And the meditations that I do or that we channeled for the book is designed to detox you from the heaviness of life, from the stress of life, um, from the worry or the alone feelings that we feel um, to help us uh, because those feelings are impurities. That's not really who we are. As much as we want to believe that these negative thoughts are true, often they're not. So angels are really amazing at helping us detox from these negative feelings and helping us reconnect with our essence. And I've done thousands of sessions with people with with kids, teenagers, and adults, 
And I'm telling you that what's underneath all of our self-doubt and self-worry and insecurity is nothing but love and peace. So angels and each day will help you reconnect with that. And day one in particular helps connect you with miracles and the field, the energetic field of miracles. So essentially you detox your energy body and then you open up to the possibility that miracles are real. And so that's how they open up, open up, open up the 21 days, which I was like, drop the mic angels. You you guys did good. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love how you explain it. And I also love how you mentioned the lack of this kind of, uh, these kinds of teachings in academia. Um, I am a student right now and, you know, I've definitely thought about getting my master's, my PhD. Um, but I am also very, very passionate about, um, this line of work as well in terms of, you know, crystals and angels and these alternative methods of healing. I, I think that they're really important and I wish that they were talked about more. And I think that maybe it's becoming a little more mainstream in that way. But I know that sometimes I'll talk to people about this kind of stuff and (laughs) they just kind of give me this look like, Oh, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. Um, and so that just makes me want to spread it more and and talk about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It's, it's gotta come from people like you and from me, but you know, people who are kind of in the know, like you, you're, you're feeling Mm -hmm. it living it you're one of those kind of awakened children that are clued in that there's a there's a new sheriff in town and this new sheriff has a lot to do with energy and i we look even in schools i don't need to talk about angels in schools i don't need to talk about anything but what we need to at least bare minimum need to start talking about is we spend a lot of time maybe with mental health even sexual health uh sexual education um uh, physical education, but there's nothing about energetic health. And mm-hmm. we have an energy body. And if we don't know how to take care of it, we will quickly start building anxiety and depression. And I feel like our, our teenage suicide rate is is greatly because our children have not been properly educated, not, neither have their parents on the fact that the energy body exists and how to um, how to detox it and how to how to support it and and deal with it. And, you know, I was lucky because I at least came into this information when I was older in my 30s, 40s. And I work with a lot of people around the world that are barely coming into this information when they're 60s, in their 60s. But what if we got to our kids and taught them this these truths way back when, then they would make a lot less decisions based in fear, a lot less decisions based in trauma. And can you imagine how politics would shift in the world and how um, peace and communication would really uh, open up once our energy bodies are opened up. Mm, I totally agree. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for, for verbalizing all of that. Cause yeah, I, I completely wholeheartedly agree. Um, we are starting to run out of time, but I do have one last question that I wanted to ask you, um, which was that, Um, which is more about the sacred space in our homes. Um, You invite your readers to set up a sacred space um, in your home. So I wanted to know why is that important? And can you tell us more about what that actually might look like? Oh my gosh, I'd love to talk to you about this. And I, I, you know, what's so amazing is, is talking to you um, because the information changes when I, uh, depending on what audience I'm connecting with and I'm loving how spirit is, is having me communicate this to you, but you know, each of you is a sacred vessel. Each of you has, is incredibly powerful. That's full of magic. And 
creating a magical little tiny corner in your house, in your room, wherever it is that's safe. If you're still living with parents or whoever you're living with, you just make sure it's cool with them. But you create a, a sacred place, whether it's you just put a, a candle there or a beautiful picture or things that inspire you, but a place that you go to, to as if it's a doorway to talk to, to, to discuss for, for open communication between you, your angels, you and nature, you and the universe, you and God, whatever it is that you believe. It's not required that you believe just one thing, but each, every person is, I feel, a walking church. And many of us grew up think, thinking that the only way to connect to source and connect to God and connect to good things is by going to just church on Sundays. But uh, the game changes when you realize that you can bring that sacredness into your house daily and when you do that, the sacred becomes your life and your home becomes a sacred place. Your, your room becomes a sacred place and you get inspiration and downloads all the day long. Oh, that's amazing. And um, when we first bought my house, we had an extra room and my mom and I, we both are pretty spiritual. And she suggested that we make a prayer room. And we put a lot of plants and flowers and candles and we put some crystals that we found had good energies. And that's basically my go-to place whenever I'm stressed. And I mean, how does that work for you? I mean, does it work? Yes, yes. And um, yeah, like, you know, it's just such a peaceful place and it's pretty quiet in there and it's away from all of the noise, you know, that's happening around me. And I, I just think it's a great way to connect with angels and even my grandpa who passed away. Yes. And I just, it's just, it surrounds me with so much peace. And that's like my go-to place. And also sometimes I go just take a walk around the neighborhood and um, release myself from, you know, electronics and everything. So I definitely agree with you that you can create a closed space away from everything else and just basically relax. Well, thank you so much, Corinne, for sharing your incredible journey with us. And we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. Audience, during the break, please find out more about Corinne at http www.corinnegrillo.com. That is C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O. Remember to buy her book, The Angel Experiment, and make sure to support our show and learn about upcoming Be The Star You Are events at bethestarur.org. I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Support more segments like this one by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at bethestarur.org. Visit btsya.org to find out more about Be The Star You Are. Stick around for more on angels. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. During this segment, we will have host and reporter Siri Panandra giving her insights on angels. Take it away, Siri. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be back on the radio. And for this segment, I specifically wanted to talk about archangels and guardian angels and how to essentially communicate with them and to detect signs that they are indeed close to us. So a little history lesson. The word archangels, it rooted from the Greek term archi, which is ruler, and then angelos, which is messenger. And um, there are four primary archangels that we can connect to. We have Michael, the one that um, Corinne in our last segment talked about. He's basically the lead angel. And then we have Gabriel, Raphael, and Uriel. And each angel is associated with a different color, and they also have a crystal that you can connect with. Um, So after doing some research, um, I learned that Michael, he represents the color blue, and his name um, stands for he who is God. And he's the leader of angels, and he focuses on strength and protection, whether that is emotionally or physically. And if you ever, you know, need some strength, you should always connect with him and do a prayer that you can find online. Um, The next main one is Gabriel, and he is um, associated with the color white, and his name represents God is my strength, and he is the guardian of truth and hope. So if you ever need hope when you're in a hopeless situation, you should always connect to him, and he will give you a little motivation. Our next angel is Raphael, and her color is green, and her name means God heals, and she is essentially the angel of healing, and that can be, you know, for health reasons, or it can be spiritually healing. And our last angel is Uriel, and her colors, she has two, they are purple and gold, and her name is uh, representing God is my light, and she's the angel of wisdom and knowledge. And um, every human has a guardian angel from birth to death, and we can communicate with them um, when we're having stress or anxiety. And there are quite a few ways that you can connect with them. The one that I practice every night or morning is a prayer or meditation. And as Corinne said in our last segment, um, you can find a lot of guided meditations online You can put some scented candles around your room and basically find your safe space where you can just relax and let go of things. The next thing you can do is write letters to angels. Um, I myself, I keep a journal um, because I find it hard to just sit and let go of everything. I like putting my thoughts on paper and that is my go-to way of releasing um, any feelings that I have. And um, I have a crystal collection, and after doing some research, I learned that um, there are crystals that can help you connect with energies and angels. Um, A few crystals, including selenite, kyanite, seraphonite, 
amethyst and rose quartz. Amethyst is the purple one because I have that. And rose quartz is like a pinkish tone. And um, I thought this is a good segue into um, Celine. And um, she was a substitute teacher that I met four days ago, in fact. And um, I talked to her and she connected with me in a really spiritual way. And she talked about motivation and everything. And then I told her about my grandpa and she talked about angels. And usually in a school setting, not many teachers talk to me about that. And I thought it was very interesting that she was, you know, telling me all of this stuff. So the next day she was like, Siri, I want to meet you. So I went to her classroom. She was in a different classroom and she gave me this crystal. At first she said, hold your hands out. And she held my hand together and she prayed for me. And she knows that I've been stressing a lot about colleges and life in general. And she was praying for me and she gave this rose quartz to me. And then she said, if you ever, ever need, you know, any support, you should always hold this rock and you will feel better. She also handed me a perfume bottle and she's like, you know, this smell, it has helped me. And I'm sure that, you know, it'll, the scent will help you. And I feel that this is a connection with my grandfather. And, you know, he has sent Celine um, to me after four years. And Celine said that she had this rose quartz for four years and she finally found the person who she was meant to give it to. So I thought this was just a really good story and it just happened a few days ago. So I'm really surprised that this happened. Um, and there are a few signs that indicate an angel's presence. And um, whenever I'm scrolling through Instagram or online, I see these numbers repeating 111 or 333. And it could be numbers that appear on the clock or numbers that appear on the internet. And those are very special numbers. They, they don't happen for no reason. They happen for a reason. And um, an example would be 444, which symbolizes that someone is trying to communicate with you. Or 111, which means there's luck coming. There are other ways that you can um, tell that an angel is close to you. And that is through feathers or pennies that you find on the ground or butterflies. Um, and the other day I found quite a few pennies on the ground. So then I went to my local temple and then I gave it to the God that I worship. And I feel that all of these, all of these um, signals, they're meant to happen for a reason. And um, my sister the other day, she experienced a sudden change in temperature in the middle of the night. And she told me that she had this warmth in the air, even though the windows were open. And all of these sudden changes in warmth or coldness, they're all meant for a reason. And they indicate that an angel is close by. And you can also see sparkles of light, um, you know, in the middle of the night. Or sometimes, you know, when you walk by, you can see clouds that have a rainbow tint to them. That also means something. You can also get these sensations like someone is touching your back or holding your head. And those are, you know, angels. And I feel there are so many angels all around us and they're just waiting for us to just talk to them. They're always here for you no matter what you're going through. And sometimes we just need to pay attention to our environment and know that there's someone for you um, regardless of your circumstances.
Wow, Siri, thank you for sharing that. Um, I loved your story too about your teacher and the fact that she had waited so long after four years to give you that crystal. That is just like so amazing. I have no words. Exactly. And I see her every day and sometimes mm. she substitutes at a different school, but some, but most of the time she's at my school and I'll be meeting her tomorrow again. And she's oh. just a support system for me. Oh, that's fantastic. It's really great that you have someone like that in your life. And like you said, the angels are all around us. I feel like, you know, we have all these connections. You just have to be open to it. And I also really liked how you mentioned um, about writing in your journal. Actually, a few weeks ago, I had did a whole segment about journal writing and how um, expressing yourself in that way can be so therapeutic and so important. And I think that also for me, journal writing has helped me become more in tune with myself. And I think that you're right. It's just another portal, another method of receiving those messages. Yeah, um, I, exactly. <laughs> I wanted to ask too about, um, I remember in the last segment, you said how your mother set up a prayer room and I loved that. I think that that's very important and something that everyone could really benefit from having in their own home. Um, what does your prayer room look like and how do you set up those sacred spaces for yourself? So, um, when we first moved into our house, we had a small space and I thought we could put crystals in it because I had a huge collection of rocks. So if you come in my prayer room, you'll see a lot of crystals everywhere. And um, I realized that crystals, they cannot just be thrown away. They have to be placed in a specific order. And some crystals, they go against each other's energies. So I have a lot of crystals in my room. I also have a lot of plants because I feel connecting with nature is just a great way. Um, we have no electronics in the room because, again, that's completely the opposite of peaceful. And we have um, a lot of candles. So we have different scents. And whenever I pray, I light the candle um, based on my mood. Um, sometimes I want to go for a sweet scent. Sometimes I go for this powerful scent and... That's great. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. I have some carpet. I have a sofa there just in case you want to lie down because meditation, it can be sitting up or it can be lying down. It's just it's just a really nice place to relax. And you can also find a place outside in the nature. So sometimes I just go sit in my backyard. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you again, Siri, for sharing your knowledge and experiences with angels. Audience, please support BTSYA and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs on our main site at bethestarur.org. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Siri Panindra. As always, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, be the star you are, and our Voice of America empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Talk to your angels. You'll get angel answers. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. 
produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines If you would let yourself go